how to create fill-in-the-blank sermon notes for your congregation. Coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at ReachKeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here in studio here at the Sinclair Baptist Church at ReachKeep.com. And we're here today to talk about how you can create some awesome sermon notes. Not the kind that you're preaching from, but the kind that your congregation follows along with. The ones where they will fill in the blanks and stay engaged with you the entire time. Now, you'll be preaching this off a set of notes, and we'll talk about that at the end. But this is what the congregation will have in their life. And we want to talk about how you can create those things. What we do at our church here and what we've done for a long time is we have a folded uh, kind of a bulletin type thing, and it is our sermon notes. And we have uh, one of our core values is spiritual intimacy or walking with God. And we want people to, the main focus to be sermon notes and questions and things they can do. So we have our bulletin stuff on the inside, but the outside is a good use of our paper is filled with these good sermon notes and some good questions to go along with it. And I want to show you exactly how we do that. Now, last week in our podcast, and if you missed it, you need to go back and see the, the why should we do fill-in-the-blank sermon notes. And we had several different things in there. We talked about one was just the importance of, of what we call the uh, the sermon stretcher. And this is the idea of, of having your sermon life go into, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. In other words, people are asking questions about it. They're thinking about it. Uh, we also talked about this concept of of, of active engagement. And this is where we are really engaging people. And I'll show you this on several things where your people are kind of with you as they go. And the sermon notes, the fill in the blanks are a great way to do that. And then of course, we like to stimulate the uh, discussion afterwards and we call it uh, disciple-ish uh, discussion, uh, things that, where people are talking about the sermon afterwards and you create a set of questions that people are, are going through. And I will give you uh, kind of some tips on how we do some of that uh, as we go through here. What I'm going to give you is seven different samples of actual sermons that we have preached and seven different sets of notes that we have. And I'm going to go through each one of them uh, very close up here. And I'm going to bring them up on a computer screen so you'll be able to see them in, in really good detail. You'll be able to kind of tell what we were what we were doing and how we preached through those. So this is actually kind of a review of seven different like sermons. And each one of these has a little bit different of an aspect to it that I want you uh, to, to grab hold of. So I'm going to spend some time going through this, and again, we'll bring this up on the screen so you'll be able to see these in detail, and uh, feel free to copy any of the points or run with any of the notes if you like the, uh, the content of some of that. So we're going to talk about how to create fill-in-the-blank sermon notes. If this is helpful for you, I would ask you to do me a favor and subscribe here on our channel or on our YouTube or our uh, podcast channels that we go on by Google, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whichever of those uh, that you happen to be listening on. And also here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. We appreciate that. And share this. If you know some pastors that having, uh, you know, some trials and trying to get their, their congregation a little bit more engaged and they're trying to get a little bit more, grab hold of the people so things aren't so boring and maybe they have that kind of that monotone thing or they preach the same pattern or everything's alliterated with peas every single week. Uh, I know one pastor and I mean it's peas or 
S's. I mean, that's so those are the two letters, and every once in a while there's a T in there. Uh, but I mean, it's P's and P's and P's and P's, and then T T T, and then S S S. You know, and it's just the same thing all the time. This is a great way to change those things up, and will help you in in a lot of different ways. So we're gonna start with the very first one here, and I'll bring these up, and again I'll have these on the screen. Uh, this is a sermon we preach uh, called the Value of the Gospel, and it has several different things here, and uh, I will point some of these out. Uh, this one has uh, the the scriptures all are in here, and we're going to be reading every one of these scriptures as we go through here, and we're going to summarize those particular verses. So there's actually five different sets of verses that we read in this sermon, and we summarized it here in this little chart format, and we found that coming up with these little charts are very helpful, and people just write and write down things. So, uh, you know, Luke chapter 2, verse 32, uh, the light uh, to lighten the Gentiles. Uh, Luke 2, 3, all f- flesh shall see, uh, you know, we just wrote that all flesh shall see. Uh, Matthew 9, cities and villages. And we talked about different aspects of the gospel as we went through here. And then this one also has a very interesting thing. On the top of the, the back, and, and everything on the left is back, uh, the back of the page, as you're, if they're folded in half like this, uh, there's actually kind of something that engages them a little bit. And it was a, it was a your guess. It says, how many times is the word gospel used in in the New Testament. And we had the questions there, uh, 27, 47, 58, 99, or 122. And uh, sometimes what I do with questions like that is I encourage them. I'll say, now in just a moment, we're going to get to on the back, there's a question. And some of you want to try to figure that out. You can do that right now and try to come up with a good guess. And Man, people pull out their phones and they're starting to Google it and all that, but they're engaged with you while you're doing that. And then we have a series of scriptures here. There's actually several, uh, four different verses that are written down, and I have them circle different things on the scriptures as we do it. I have them underline things, and I tell them, you can do this in your own Bible if you like, but if you want to underline this or write this, I want you to do that. And then we went through some scripture summaries here, and again, here we have a whole bunch of verses that we went through, Romans 1, Romans to, and I had them fill in the verse, the, ex, the actual verse. I had the chapters listed, but I had them fill in the verse, and of course they're looking these up, and then we went through some of these things that about the gospel. We are not ashamed of the gospel. It is a standard of judgment, okay? Uh, it is a glorious gospel, etc. Uh, so all of that stuff was, was kind of a standard note there. There's also something that you'll see on the bottom of many of our notes, and that is right down here in the bottom. We have a little tiny print, and it says, Next week, we will be covering da 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 And that's a great way to help people to know exactly what you're going to be going through uh, the, the very next week. Let's jump upon this, this next one here, okay? This one is called Once Upon a Marriage. And uh, we did a, a series uh, on, uh, you know, marriage and, and uh, relational health. And this one is, a, this is an example, and a lot of guys like this one, this style. Because what you have here is many times you do not have all the fill in the blanks exactly perfect and not quite sure where you're going on a couple of the points. And this allows you some flexibility. So this is kind of the flex model here. What I have is a great big chunk of scripture from Ephesians chapter 5. And again, I would go through and say, now let's go to verse 25 there. And I want you to circle the word sanctify. And I want you to circle the word cleanse. And I want you to underline it as well. And, uh, you know, because we're going to hit those words a little bit later. And then we have some regular fill in the blanks here. What can we learn? from uh, the greatest marriage and Christ is a groom and the bride is 
redeemed. And, you know, we talked about some of that. Then we went through and talked about how to have a glorious bride. And we used some things. And if you can look at this uh, closely, you can see that every one of these blanks, there was not a fill in the blank. There's just a one, two, three, and a four with a great big line. But I was able then to work on this a little bit later and have them, you know, come up with exactly the words that I wanted them to come up with. So, uh, sanctify, to set apart, cleanse, uh, uh, to run water through, nourish, uh, to tenderly feed, cherish, uh, to warmly care for. So I came up with short definitions there, and I had them write that, as well as a bunch of supporting verses that were on there. And again, you'll notice at the bottom, it says, next week we will be covering dot, 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 and it kind of takes them right into there. So that's a good way to do it. If you don't have everything figured out, you can put a lot of scriptures on there, and to have them actually circle the scriptures and to uh, underline them and like sometimes draw a line from this word down to this word uh, have them do that there are many new believers that uh, were taught a very important rule in school and that is you never write in a book and I actually have a lot of people now older Christians like this we've got over that and we have our Bibles all scribbled up we have all sorts of things in there but new believers are hesitant to write and to circle it's a good way to get them kind of started they're just circling and writing and drawing lines and making notes on the piece of paper, but it helps them helps them kind of get going that direction. So, all right, uh, example number three here. All right, this one's called uh, How to Have Peace Under Pressure, and uh, we did a bunch of different things, and this one happened to be on the uh, the peace in the, in the workplace, and it was about our, your job and your workplace, and we gave uh, some different things here to kind of start it out with. Um, uh, about your job that you need to have with your job, you know, you, you need to be punctual, you need to be responsible, you need to take ownership, you need to be respectful, communicate, management skills, you know, you need to be diligent with what you do. So we had a bunch of these different things. And then uh, it says, how do I get good at these? And then we gave the Bible answers. And we believe that every Sunday we need to solve a problem. So we had Bible answers for how you can be a great employee. And again, this is part of a larger series. It's not a standalone message, uh, but we're talking about how to, the, you know, again, the pressures that come in life and how a lot of those are workplace. And we had, this one has questions. And I really like this because we have a verse, a Bible verse, and then a question, a Bible verse and a question, Bible verse and a question. And these are are like interactive type things so you're getting them more engaged so uh, we read through the scripture here then we go through uh, am I doing this task blank and it is wholeheartedly and we talked about serving not with eye service as men pleasers but in singleness of heart serving God okay so that was the servants of God verse there uh, this is the second one here uh, what should we do do it heartily unto the Lord am I doing this task as if it were for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we talked about how, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you to do, do to the glory to God, do it for him, you know, so we kind of covered that one. And then am I doing this task and then for the glory of God? And then we had a note for bosses and supervisors and we jumped into kind of a little thing here. So it's like, if you are a boss or a supervisor, pay attention right now. Well, guess who's paying attention? Not only the bosses and supervisors, but everybody else, because they know that someday they might be one of those things. And we talked about this thing, this verse here, masters given to your servants, that was equal and just, knowing that you have a master in heaven. And it says, remember your, how your master treats you. And we talked about how the Lord treats us and how we're supposed to treat employees. So it was a very solution-oriented uh, sermon that we did that had to do under peace under pressure 
pressure. But that one there also had sort of these questions and an answer, question and an answer, question and an answer, and that keeps people engaged rather than just filling in a blank. For God so loved the blank, okay, uh, you actually have a question with it. Uh, this one has something on it that we've found very practical, works very good. Um, this one is a deal we dealt, uh, talked about how ch uh, working with children and has some verses that had to do with that. But right in here, just kind of a big grid, and it is what parents are supposed to do. They're supposed to be emotional support for their kids, relational support for their kids, and spiritual support for their kids. And then we had them fill in different things in the grid there, and it really, uh, really worked well. It also has, on this one, take-home questions. And so what I would do is reference those questions during the message. I would say, I want you to go to the bottom of the back page there, and uh, let's take a look at the very first question. Okay, what goes wrong when we fail to properly shape a child's phase? And, and we're talking about the phases in development of children here. Uh, again, solution-oriented thing. And I said, this one here is going to really relate to this top one. So you want to pay attention to that question. So these take-home questions, we are actually priming the pump for people to walk out of the sermon with questions in their mind because we put questions on their page. And we want them to... to be asking like how can you do this at home and they walk they're walking out like oh man when i get home i need to do some of these kind of things so uh, let's jump to another one here this one has another really uh, uh, very good simple thing and uh, this is called the followers and we did a whole series and you got a bunch of scriptures here a couple fill in the blanks but this particular grid if you look at that right there what that is helpful for is it is what we call the power players and we went through and explained who everybody was in the whole story of of the crucifixion and uh, the trial and Sanhedrin and Pilate and Herod and all that and if you work with a lot of new believers they do not know all those people that are there. So we have this, uh, you know, who are the temple guard? And, and I basically, you know, went through and I had them, I said, so number one, right, you write down temple guard. And then I explained the temple guard. Number two, and and Annas the high priest, okay, Caiaphas, Sanhedrin, Pilate, Herod, etc. went through all of that. And then this one also ends with a really simple one at the end here, a forward summary. And I have found that many times in your sermons, if you can summarize your sermon in a three, four, five word, six word phrase, well, you know, the sermon today is all about this. So you finish with that now, and you say, in a moment, we're going to be finishing the sermon, okay? And we're going to have some prayer, and we're going to have some invitation time. And But here is what it is all about, and it is all about these four words right here. And I want you to write those words down real slow. Here's what the first word is. The first word is God. I want you to write that. God is always first. Okay, the second one is God can. Okay, second word is can. And folks, God can do whatever, whatever he wants. And here's the next couple words. God can use me. And of all these things we learned in this sermon, I want you to get this one phrase that God can use me me. Let's all say that out loud. God can use 
me. You see how you're taking your sermon and you're driving it all down. It's not an informational sermon. It is a transformational sermon. People are grabbing hold of this, and there's a lot of folks that really struggle with the fact uh, that they can be used by God. So this was a a simple way to do that. And again, the big block there uh, that we went through is a great way to review kind of a historical thing so people kind of understand. You could go through the tribes. You could go through, uh, you know, different regions. Galilee's over here. Canaan's over over here and you know you know Jerusalem's down here and you can do cities there's a lot of things you can do in that block kind of format and it works really good <clears throat> let me give you this uh this last one here <clears throat> and this one is from a, a scripture uh, a thing called the followers okay and we went through all of the the immediate followers in the New Testament. So we went uh, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, some of the disciples, Joseph, Arimathea, uh, some of the different people that were there, and kind of went through and talked about who they were, who were the original followers of Christ, and you and I can be an original. And I like teaching with this particular format. And by the way, all of these that we are, are showing, uh, many of the times the blanks, we also have those on a, a screen or a slideshow that, you know, is off on the side so that, that they can see how to spell the word. Like if you're sp- spelling Joseph of Arimathea, it's like nobody knows how to spell that. So you, uh, you know, put that up there, Caiaphas, whatever, Sanhedrin, you would have those things up there so they can do that. That's another lesson for a different way on how we do that. But it, screens can be a tremendous support for people really taking notes. So when I say, and the third blank is, you know, Joseph, okay, I click a little button, boom, and Joseph pops up there in the screen, and they see how that goes. When I have some of these larger blocks or more complex things, we don't always put that on a screen. Sometimes it gets almost a little uh, confusing, but I just tell them which one to do. This particular one, though, is probably the one that I like the most because it has an application tied to each point. So the way this works is uh, we have a you know a bunch of scripture. We have some kind of supporting text that we're kind of going through on the followers, kind of getting them going. And then this was one is particularly talking about Matthew, okay? And so we have some, some point one, point two, point three. And if you notice, there's a box underneath each one of those. And what we do is we're going to go through point one, point two, point three, and not fill out the box. We're just going to fill in the blank. And so I tell them, I say, do not fill out, uh, you know, don't worry about the square, the little square thing. I'll give you the word for that in just a few moments to put in there. And what that does creates that anticipation. And they're like, what is that? And, and we, we're working our way down that we're going to go back through and do the application. So this particular one is, uh, you know, Matthew had, and we've already read the story and gone through it, so now I'm giving the application. Matthew had a values shift, okay? Uh, step two here, his value, ship was accomp- his value shift was accompanied by a lifestyle shift, Okay, the third one, his lifestyle shift resulted in new influence. In other words, Matthew went through a process and now he's influencing people, even us to this day. We read his very book that he had, and that's really a cool thing. And then these are sort of like applications to it. So we're going to go back through. So then I'd go back through after I'd preach this portion of the sermon, the text, and read all that. Uh, we say now, let's go back to point one. Matthew had a value shift. You know what? We can turn that into a prayer, and I want you to pray this prayer, and I'm going to have you fill in the blank, but we're going to say this prayer out loud together. Lord, please change my thinking. Lord, please change my thinking. Let's say that out loud. 
Lord, please change my thinking. Okay, now later on, you're going to pray that from your heart and sincerity. It might be tonight at home. It might be in the car on the way home. It might be here in just a little bit when we have some, uh, some prayer time, some quiet time. Um, but you need to pray a prayer like that, Lord, change my thinking, because that's what happened to Matthew. It changed everything. Okay, Matthew's value shift was accompanied by a lifestyle shift. So we need to have a prayer that goes along with that. And here is the application Lord, please change my activities. Lord, please change my activities. Let's say that one out loud again, too. We go through and say that one. And then we get to the last one. The lifestyle shift resulted in new influence. And here it is. Lord, please change my purpose. Lord, change my purpose. My purpose has been to live for myself. My purpose has been to make money. My purpose has been to raise kids. My purpose is doing whatever. But my purpose needs to be driven by you, Lord. And I'm asking you to do that. And so we're going to pray those prayers right now. And we go into kind of an invitation uh, style type of a thing. But that one is a powerful way where you give the points and then you come back and you put an application in each of the little boxes uh, uh, that is afterwards. So all of these are usually accompanied by some type of uh, sermon notes that we have. Um, let me grab wherever it went. Okay, uh, here it is. Um, <clears throat> some of the sermon notes, this is a particular one. We have it. We put them in a blue box many times, and we say on the back there's some blue box. I want you to go ahead and look at that blue box. It makes it real easy. I want you to look at number four there, and then we would like talk about that and say this is a question I want you to think about as you're going home today. And uh, so we kind of stimulate them. And if you happen to be in one of our midweek Bible studies, if you want to come, we're going to talk about these questions. So make sure that you go through those. So each of these techniques will help you increase exponentially the engagement with your sermon, your people, all the different things are going to help you really grab hold of that. This is going to really, really change the way you preach. Now, one of the things I mentioned, and I say it again, I said it last week, but I say it here on this one too, is when we get ready, when I preach, one of the things that I have learned is if I have like a manuscript and all my notes and, you know, several pages or whatever, I will blow right past some of these verses. I will go past some of that. So the last thing I do in my sermon preparation is I get... All the sermon notes I have, I put everything there, and I get a blank one of these sheets, and this is actually one of them. I just took it right off the printer, and I then put all my sermon notes right here, and this is the only thing I have with me um, except for my Bible uh, up in the pulpit. I actually usually have kind of all my other notes kind of sitting there because they're still kind of part, and I might remember, I might have a quote or something that I didn't, I don't have time or room to put in here. There's not a lot of room sometimes. So sometimes I'll have a quote or an extra two, three verses that are printed on another sheet, but I preach right off of this, and then when I get to this blank, it's like, Hey, here's the blank. You need to fill it in. Boom. Here's the blank. You need to fill it in. And I'm, I'm going. And this makes the connection between the pastor and the people. This is what connects you to your people. And if there's anything that you want to really focus on is making sure that you do not end up being aloof from everybody else, but that you as the servant of God, the pastor, you are connected with the people that are out there. And you know, ahead of time, you've met them, you've talked to them, and you're going to love on them and help them be a blessing to them. And some of these messages can be kind of hard on people. But if you 
you've loved them and you've looked them in the eye and you are close to them, you know what? God's going to use you to, to lead those sheep, okay? You're feeding the sheep and you're leading the sheep. And God's going to use you to change countless lives in your community. And I know that you're going to have a great time using this new technique. So go ahead and use some of these things. If this has been helpful for you, again, subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up or leave a comment. Or if you have any questions, you can put that in the, in the uh, comment area below if you're on YouTube. I'd be happy to uh, answer those things. We monitor this all the time. So... Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, next week, we're going to be diving into more, and we're kind of going off of this as we're dealing with the preacher, the pastor, and the, the pulpit. We're kind of working our way towards those nine fundamentals that it takes for a pastor to effectively communicate to his people. We're going to go through boom, 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 all nine of those, and we're going to be hitting those, but we're going to be covering a couple precursors here, and next week we're going to be talking a little bit about some engagement techniques that you can use. So we're going to touch base on some of those type of things. Join us next week here at reachkeep.com at the Better Sundays podcast, and we'll be thrilled to be able to help you uh, reach your community for the Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you so much. Again, this is Mike Holmes at Sinclair Baptist Church, and we will see you next time here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com.